doing here? You guys have the book of Mark. Mark chapter 8, verse 22, and it reads that he, being Jesus, came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, he put his hands on him, and he asked him if he saw anything. I love, love the book of Mark. Mark is, is one of the shortest gospels. Mark is kind of like me. He's just straight to the point, like get to the point. And I like how Mark said when Jesus had spit on the man, as if that was expected. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Jesus, Jesus just spits on people. When Jesus had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he can see anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Okay. That's weird. <laughs> then he put his hands on his eyes and again and made him look up and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. Father God, we're grateful. God, we're grateful that we're standing in this moment under an open heaven that we are in the presence of God because you said wherever two or three are gathered in your name, there you will be also. And God, we know that if you've shown up, God, it's to reveal yourself to us in a special way. God, we're grateful for this church that you've entrusted to us, God. We pray that you give us a vision, God, for what you have. God, when you speak, we will obey. In the matchless name of Jesus, we pray, amen and amen and amen. Come on, somebody shout amen. amen. Like I said, once a year we pause and we look back at all that God has done and we celebrate and then we look forward about what God can do. This is almost like the Destiny Church State of the Union. The State of the Union is strong. And then the Senate and Congress, or whatever it may be, but it's so important. And I think this is just such a, y'all missed it, Senate and Congress, come on. <laughs> I'm harassing y'all. But it's so important that you have clarity of vision. It's so important that you know where you're going. The Bible says in Psalm 103 that how beautiful it is when brethren come together in unity. For there God commands an extra blessing. There is an extra blessing when everybody's on the same page. But you can't be on the same page unless you understand what the vision is and where we are going. So this is our goal, our day-to-day, to talk about, hey, this is what the vision is, and here is a church. This is where we're going. Before I jump into that, though, just kind of to get you ready for, like, the rest of the year and what it's going to look like, starting next week, we're starting a brand new series called Out of Order. Somebody say, Out of Order. Yeah, you ever been just caught on a bad day, you're hungry or just need a snack or whatever it may be, and you go to a vending machine, maybe at a hospital or airport or whatever, and it's not until after you put your money in that you see that little sign that says, out of order. You ever been someplace, I remember growing up, I watched this lady go like, like black belt karate on a vending machine because it ate her dollar bill and did not spit out any candy. And she's beating that vending machine. And, and here's what happens when something is out of order. It doesn't matter what you put in, you're not going to get out of it what you expect. How many people think 2020 is out of order? <laughs> I keep on putting stuff in, and it is not spitting out what I expect. It's frustrating, but I think one thing that this year is revealing Baltimore is that there's certain areas of our life that are out of order. 
that we're putting in effort, maybe even putting in prayer or putting in hard work, but yet it's not producing what we're expecting or what we want it to produce. And here's the thing, if you put all your effort into the wrong thing, you're still gonna get the wrong results. So we're gonna talk over the next few weeks, how do I get my life in kingdom order so that I can maximize all that God has given me? So that's coming up in a few weeks. And then y'all, it's Thanksgiving already, like we are rocking and rolling. This year is almost over. Some people said, thank Jesus. But we have an awesome outreach that we're going to be doing in Thanksgiving here in Columbia and also at our Baltimore County location, making sure that we're able to provide food for those that are hurting in this season. And they've already started prepping for our Christmas service, which is going to be amazing. And I'm telling you all this really so you know how to pray. Even now, begin to pray about who you're going to invite to our Christmas services. Next to Easter, it is our biggest evangelistic Sunday ever. There's so many people that wouldn't normally come to church on a normal weekend, but they'll come over the Christmas holiday. And who knows if that's the time that God wants to arrest people's heart and transform them for their good. Amen? I could not be more proud to be the pastor of Destiny Church. I am telling you all that you are, all that you've done, particularly in this year 2020, which was probably the most unpredictable year we've experienced in our lifetime through the pandemic and all the racial uprising and injustice and all that other good stuff. It was a time that most people kind of turned selfish. Most people said, hey, stay six feet away from me. I'm going into my house. It's just going to be me and my family. I'm looking out for me and mine. And I can't tell you how much you have done the exact opposite, not just looking out for you and your family, but stepping up saying, we are the church. We were born for such a time as this. I truly believe that the church should shine brightest in the midst of crisis. And that's exactly what has happened. I'm giving you a couple of stats of just all that God has done through us this year so far. Just in the first 10 months, we've seen over 1,142 people give their life to Christ in just this first 10 months of the year. Come on, that's over 1,100 people that have found home, that have found a relationship with God, 100 58 people have been water baptized this year alone. And the cool thing about that is that's without access to a physical location for over five months. How many people know you can shut the building down, but the building was never the church. The church was always the people of God and the kingdom of God is moving forward. Over 2,047 people are finding freedom in a connect group. Hundreds of connect groups all over Baltimore County, all over Howard County, Peachy County. 913 people are serving on a dream team, making it possible for people to encounter God, making it possible for us to reach people. We have 76 brand new students in our college. 76. Any Destiny College? Come on now, folks in the building. You are not in Destiny College. You are missing out on what I think is some of the best that Destiny Church has to offer. And probably my favorite number on this whole list, in the first 10 months of this year, Destiny Church has given away over $315,000 to missions, to outreach, to being 
Come on, clap as if you're making a difference that you never, Baltimore, it's because of your generosity, your giving. Here's the awesome cool thing about it. Of that 315,000, over 50,000 of it went straight to pandemic relief, helping people that have lost their jobs, helping people that were struggling for food and on and on and on. And let me just let me pause here and just talk about giving for a second. As you know, if you've been at Destiny Church for any amount of time, we teach tithing which is giving the first 10% of your income unto God. And God says it's an act of honor and worshiping him and putting him first in our life, but it's also a way to accelerate and to move forward the kingdom of God. Well, my heart is not just that we teach something, but that we demonstrate it. So every Sunday, every week, most people give online during the week, but every time that you give, the first thing that our finance team does is they set aside the church's tithe. 10% of everything that comes in, the church sets aside, and that's the money that we use for outreach, for missions, to launch new campuses, to impact people that are far from Christ. So I don't know if you've noticed this, but we've given away over $315,000, but we've never taken one offering all year long because every time you give, we're setting aside so that we can be a quick response to wherever there is need. And because of your generosity, we've been able to respond to the needs that those are around us. One of the things that I'm excited about, and I don't know if you're excited about this, but this is kind of just exciting for me, is, you know, the people that have been reaching, hey, I'm struggling with my mortgage or struggling with this or struggling with that or whatever it may be. Because you've been so generous this year, Destiny Church is giving in a pandemic, by the way is up over 40% from the giving this time last year, which is just, any business people in the room, you know that is defying what is happening across the world in the business world this year and during this time. Most businesses are down year over year from last year, but because of your generosity, I'm not gonna say that we had more than enough, but watch this, we had more than we needed just to meet the needs of those who attend Destiny Church. So we've not only been able to be a blessing to those that call Destiny Church home, but there's so many of you online that have reached out from Texas and California and just all over the nation and say, hey, we're going through a difficult season, and we've been able to be a blessing even outside of those that call Destiny Church home because of your generosity. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Not to mention we've launched 64 brand new churches across the nation with our partnership with ARC, the Association of Related Churches. We've been able to impact nations through our partnerships with missions organizations hear me the kingdom of God is moving forward in the midst of all that's going on I don't know about you but God hasn't hit the pause button and neither have you God is moving us forward it's so important that we know why we gather as a church why am I sitting in this room right now? Why am I sitting in Baltimore? Why do I call this place home? And, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but it's not just to get closer to God. Because that can happen at home. That, 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 that can happen by self. I, I could pray, I can read, I can open my word, I can get closer to God. But hear me, this is an army that God is putting together an army that has a mission. There is a reason that God has interconnected each and every one of us. It's why this church exists. And, and, and the verse that this church was founded off in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now, Baltimore, I hope this is not heresy, but God has plans for you 
And uh, Destiny Church has plans for you as well. <laughs> I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but plans to give you hope and a future. We exist for a specific purpose. And here's how we say it. Destiny Church exists to help people know God. The first reason why we exist, and I'll unpack it in a second, is to help people who don't know God to know God, and to help people who do know God to know him better. We exist to help people find freedom. We exist to help people discover their purpose, and we exist to help people make an eternal difference. What does it mean to know God? Paul said it this way. He said, I pray that you would know God personally. I grew up in church. Any, any church babies? Anybody, you, you've been in church your whole life. It, it's very disrespectful, but I like to say I've been in church more than God was in church because I went to some services that God did not show up at. <laughs> and I was like, why in the world did you leave me here by myself? But, uh, I've just been in church my whole life. I played the drums, wasn't good at that, so they kicked me off of that. Played the bass, wasn't great there, they kicked me off of that. Finally landed on keys. Anybody been in church so long, you remember when they didn't have screens, they had overhead projectors? with the little transparency with the hymn printed on it and you needed a projector person that was gonna slide it to the fourth verse because there was too much hymn to fit on one. I was the projector boy that went up and slid it and I, I was just in church for, for my entire life. And I remember one Sunday in particular, I was in my teenage years and I was not playing that Sunday, I was just sitting and there was a woman standing close to me and I looked at her and tears were streaming down her face. For the first time I realized, I said, she is having an experience with God that I know nothing about. Y'all, I knew every Bible story there was. I could finish the benediction before the pastor even started it. I knew when to stand, when to sit. I knew how to sneak out and put my little Holy Ghost finger up. I, I knew the churchies, but I didn't have a personal relationship with God. The number one thing we exist for at Destiny Church is to help people not learn about God, but to know him. The Bible says this, that there's going to be many people that prophesy in God's name, that, 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 that cast out demons in God's name, that, that perform miracles. I don't know about you, but that sounds like an awesome catalyst service. That sounds like revival. And God says, depart from me because I never knew you. You see, that's what this Christian life is all about. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having it all together. It's about having a personal relationship with God. There's so many people that do not know God as their Lord and Savior. And in spite of all their success, in spite of all the opportunities and influence that they have, there is still an emptiness, a hole on the inside of them that only Christ can fill. And then there's so many of us that we do know God, we just don't know all there is to know about God. Because the Bible says that God is infinite. There is no measure. There is no limit to who he is. And our life must be a lifetime pursuit of discovering who God is. I think about the children of Israel. Do you guys remember the story of Israel? They were in slavery in Egypt for over 300 years. And God sent Moses as a deliverer. Remember that story? And he came in the 10 plagues and he lay, uh, led Israel out of captivity and he parted the Red Sea with his staff. The sea split and they walked through it. In that moment, Israel knew God to be a deliverer. Then after they escaped from Egypt, they were in the wilderness and the Bible says that they had no food, that they were hungry. And God provided Krispy Kreme donuts in the morning and Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets at night because that is a heavenly meal. 
Your Bible may say manna and quail. My Bible says Krispy Kreme. In that moment, they discovered God to be a provider. So they knew deliverer God. They knew provider God. But as they went on their journey, God came on Mount Sinai and said, bring the nation of Israel up. I want to meet, to them, meet with them face to face. It says the mountain was shaken and God landed on the mountain in a cloud and there was fire. And Israel said, oh, no, we ain't going up there. He looks like an angry God. We won't stay down there. You send the pastor up. Send Moses up there. And if he lives to tell about it, he could come back and tell us about this God. And in that moment, Israel stopped experiencing who God was. For that generation's entire life, all they knew was deliverer God and provider God. They never met God, Emmanuel, God with us. They never met the God that wants to be closer than a friend. They never met Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals. They never met the God that is a shelter, that is a strong tower, that is our ever-present help in the time of trouble. Hear me, there is so much more of God to know, and we exist. My goal, my prayer for you is that you would know him more every single day. Here's the thing. It's possible to know God and to not know freedom. It's possible to know God and to have vision for a great tomorrow, but to be tethered to the pain of yesterday. You may not realize this, but for all of us, we don't see life the way that it is. We see life the way that we are. Paul said it this way in Ephesians. He said, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Now, Paul needs to understand that I don't have eyes in my heart. I have eyes on my head. What Paul would say is, no, 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 you don't see through your eyes on your head. You see through the situations that you've been through. So if you've been through pain, you see through the eyes of skepticism. If you've been through rejection, you see through the eyes of fear. And even though we know God and he has a great destiny and a great future for us, unless he restores our vision, unless he gives us freedom from our past, we will never be able to take hold of all that he has for us in our future. There are so many Christians that love Jesus, but they're just angry. Why are you so angry? <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble, Sonia. I, uh, I was at the golf course at the driving range, and... Um, it was pretty crowded, and there was one bay that was open, and I kind of saw it. So I went and I put my golf clubs down before I went and got, you know, my tokens and the ball and all that kind of stuff because I wanted to secure my bay. And this guy says, hey, that's my bay. You have to understand about your pastor, God's still working <laughs> on me. My brother-in-law, Rashad, was there and said, hey, that's my bay. And I said... Got nothing to do with me. <laughs> Pray for me. God's still working on <laughs> I'm not proud of the moment. I, I should have said, excuse me. I should have said, I'm sorry. I just said, nothing. <laughs> and my brother-in-law, he goes, he said, hey, hey, there's another one over here, Steve. Come on over here. And I'm like, okay. I pick my clubs up and I walk over it, set up somewhere else. And we kind of eyeball each other. And <laughs> So about five minutes into playing golf, I look up at the guy because I'm still eyeballing him and I see a hat on his head and the hat says, I love Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. I was not wearing my Destiny Church mask, by the way. <laughs> 
But it's possible that we love God, but there's still things inside of us that are sabotaging the destiny, the future that God has for us. Now, I forget, I was looking at, at, at kind of Sports Center, and, and it was outlined in the story of one of the greatest wide receivers of our generation that was given a $40 million contract. Please tithe. Anyway. <laughs> and is currently unemployed because they could not get their attitude in their personal life stable enough to land on any team. The reality is God can open up amazing doors in our life. But if the things that are going on on the inside that we've brought from our past aren't healed and rectified, they can sabotage the great future that God has for us. Our goal at Destiny Church is not just you would love Jesus, not just that you would know God, but that you would be free enough to run into the destiny that he has for you. Pastor, how do I know if I need freedom? If you can't remember God bringing freedom in your life. Because here's the reality, we all need freedom. The problem is it's, it's difficult to admit that we don't have it all together. There's a passage in scripture where the Pharisees are arguing with Jesus and, and Jesus said, I came that you may be free. And they looked at him and they said, we've never been slaves in our entire life. <laughs> Y'all ever read the Bible? What part, pastor? Whole thing. It starts with them in slavery to the Egyptians. In the middle, they're in slavery to Babylon. At the end, when they were talking to Jesus, they were in slavery to the Romans. It's pretty much slavery from cover to cover. But yet they were looking Jesus in the eyes and we've never been slaves before because it's difficult to admit that I don't have it all together. I'm not talking about anybody in the room. We're talking about other people. You've been around somebody and you heard them tell their story but you knew their story, and you're like, that's not the story. <laughs> you know, I just went through a tough season. Tough season, is that what you call that? <laughs> oh, went college, freshman year, graduated five years later, it was great. No, 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 that's not the story. The story is you got kicked out three times, you transferred to four different schools, and you did not graduate from the one that you, that's the story. <laughs> and it's not that they're lying, they're just omitting the whole story. <laughs> Why is that? Shame. Embarrassment. And I know that as long as I'm ashamed of the story of what I've been through, that I haven't truly experienced the freedom of God. Because when I experience the freedom of God, not only does he release me from the pain and the bitterness of my past, but I also begin to see how he used what the enemy designed to destroy me to actually set me up for all that God has for me. We exist to help people know God, to find freedom, and to discover their purpose. To discover how God made you, why God made you. Do you know that you don't really know you? Pastor, what are you talking about? I know me. You think you know you. But I promise you, there are things inside of you. The Bible says in Proverbs 25, 2, that it is the pleasure of God to hide, to conceal a matter. It is the pleasure of kings to reveal that matter. I, I was teaching a fast track uh, yesterday, which is all the way cool. You know, we had over 100 people that became members of Destiny Church la last night, yesterday alone, which is unbelievable. 
And I was telling them, and this is going to sound arrogant, Baltimore. Baltimore, I'm promising you I'm not arrogant. I just sound like it. But uh, I was telling them, I discovered something about myself really in the last few years. I discovered that I'm really smart, y'all. Like, like I'm really, that sounds arrogant, right? Here's why that's not arrogant. Because I spent most of my life believing the opposite. I spent most of my life thinking that I wasn't that bright. I didn't have much to offer. I have an older sister named Stephanie. She is like my hero. She is the brightest person you will ever encounter. She got almost a perfect score on her SAT scores, got into all these different Ivy League schools. She's a classical pianist. I mean, just off the charts. I got an SAT score. (laughs) Pastor, what was your score? Mind your business. They said you get 300 points for writing your name correctly. I'm not sure if I got those 300 points. (laughs) My sister got in all these different Ivy League schools. I got into a school. Which one? The one I went to. (laughs) There's the real story. University of Maryland College Park, the only school that would accept me. (laughs) Uh, My sister was a classical pianist. I played piano only to play soccer. I lived, eat, drank soccer. My parents said, if you don't practice, you don't get to play. That's the only reason I ever touched a piano. And I just grew up just thinking, you know, I'm not that bright. I'm not that smart, especially when you're comparing yourself to somebody else. I, I just thought I was average. You guys, I thought I was average when I was pastoring this church. It's not until three, four years into the church that I realized that God had uniquely gifted me with an ability to reverse engineer things that I can actually go to other churches and other organizations that were further ahead of us and, and kind of watch how they structure their organization, their vision, their leadership, and then bring it back and contextualize it to where we are right now. Why am I telling you this? Because the thing that I thought was my deficiency and my handicap actually was one of the strengths that God gave me for accomplishing my destiny, but it wasn't until I pursued him that I discovered who I was. I'm telling you right now, some of you think you have weaknesses. Come on, Baltimore. Someone told you that you're not good in a certain area, and as you discover your purpose, you're going to realize it's the exact opposite. I always pick on introverts because I'm one of them. You know, introverts, oftentimes, they'll tell you, you don't like people, and, and you're not a people person, and people aren't attracted to you, or whatever it may be. Whole time, God has given you a gift of discernment where you can actually see where people truly are, and you have an ability to connect with people at a level of intimacy that other people don't. I'm telling you, as you pursue God, you're going to discover parts of you that you never thought possible. Why? because there's a difference that God has called you to make. Our goal is that you would know God, that you would find freedom, that you would discover how God made you so that you can make a difference that lasts. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, who, who, who's attending uh, church uh, sporadically. They're on their journey to know God. And they're very successful in their career. They own their own business. And, and the business is to the place with employees that they don't even have to work that much. I mean, the income is just coming in, and it's like, it's growing without me even trying. And I'm like, can you pray for me? (laughs) But as I was talking to them, they have literally the success that so many people are striving for, and they don't care. And it's completely unfulfilling. And they're just sitting in a position where they're just like, oh, it is what it is. We'll just see what happens tomorrow. I'm not really going, and here's the problem. 
They haven't tapped into their destiny. They haven't tapped into the eternal purpose that God has left them here on earth. Hear me, Destiny Church. God has income for you to make. Somebody say amen. God has great families for you to build. God has great dreams to come to pass in your life. All that, come on, prophesy over yourself. All that will come to pass. You know, sometimes we spend so much time striving for things that we forget at some point you're going to reach your goal. And here's what's going to happen when you reach that goal. Two things. It's going to be great, and it's not going to be what you thought it was. It's going to be amazing, and that's about it. Because there's something greater than just reaching a financial goal or a family goal or a vacation goal. There is an impact that God has called you to have here that outlasts this lifetime, but that impacts people for eternity. And our goal is that every single person would tap into that difference that is bigger than just you. All year long, Destiny Church has been doing that. You haven't been hiding in your house, just looking out for you, but you've been pressing forward, advancing God's kingdom, impacting people's life. Check out this video of what God is doing through you, even in this year. One of the reasons we exist as a church is to make a difference. When the unexpected happened earlier this year, we knew it was a time not just for us to preach God's love, but to show God's love in a tangible way. The most incredible and rewarding moment of this season was how our church partnered with local healthcare providers and community organizations. We've donated over $50,000 and have fed over 2,000 people impacted by unexpected tragedy. As a Baltimore native, I could not be more proud of the way Destiny Church stepped up to support those affected by the Baltimore explosion. We partnered with Red Cross and Gourmet Girls to provide lunches and dinners to over 400 families in a neighborhood where Denisha and I raised our children. What I want you to know is that at Destiny, we understand that during a crisis, the world needs us to be the church more than ever. In Matthew 25, 40, it says, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Our love to each other, our service to each other showcases our love and service towards God. Our church isn't simply a building open on Sundays, it's a living, breathing, and growing organism that is essential for the progress of our community, our state, and our nation. So on behalf of Pastor Stephen and our staff, we want to say thank you for your generosity. Hey, y'all, that's why we exist. We don't exist just for our comfort and our convenience. We don't exist just to have buildings for people to come and be encouraged. We exist for the one. We exist that one more person can come home, can know God personally. We exist to create a safe place for people to find freedom and be healed. We exist to take people on a journey to discover the purpose, the plan, the destiny that God's given us. And we exist to make a difference. We exist for one more. Let me say it this way, and y'all know I'm a little mean, so I'll say a little bit mean. If all you're thinking about is you, you're probably not going to like Destiny Church because we're going to encourage you. We're going to build you. 
But our goal as a church is not just me, 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 but our goal is, hey, who has not yet had the same encounter with Christ that we have? Who has not yet found freedom from their past, discovered who they are, and is making the kingdom impact that God has called them to make? That's why I'm pumped. I'm excited. We have a little bit of a surprise, a little bit of a cool announcement today. As we're moving forward as a church, as we're expanding the vision of Destiny Church on September 12th of next year, 2021, Destiny Church will, I'm not going to tell you, check out this video. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of it all, the church has been and will always be called to go forth and make disciples, to be the answer to brokenness, to heartache into the burning issues of life. At Destiny, we believe in doing everything in our might to reach the loss, to touch the one, to transform lives. Even in the midst of trouble and opposition, our mission continues. God's mission continues. He is building his church and we have the privilege to be used by him. And that is why Destiny Church, PG County is coming to you in fall 2021. Come on now. All the people yelling and screaming just commuted 45 minutes to this service today. Thank you, Lord. Here we grow again. We have over a thousand people that commute up from the PG County area to church every Sunday. And while we're grateful for your sacrifice, here has always been our art to make it as easy as possible for people to encounter God where they are. So this time next year, we will be one church in three different rooms spread out around this Maryland area. There's so many other things that the church is working on. If you want to really irritate me, ask me, what do you do all day, pastor? <laughs> Some people think pastors just like pray and write messages all day long. Y'all, there's a huge organization that we're running and our team is working so hard. I don't have any official news to announce to you in terms of purchasing property and all that, but I can say that our trustees and our team, they're working on one particular piece of land that is looking like it's going to be an opportunity and working on getting that contract worked out and all that other good stuff. So hopefully pretty soon we'll be able to announce that Destiny Church owns property and is getting ready to build. Anybody who does real estate, you know, it's not done until you have the key in your hand and the permits to build whatever you want to build, but they're working so hard on that. Our college, as we announced, launched this September with 76 students. We're believing over the next year, it's going to be over 150 students that call that place home. And here's why the college is so close to my heart. Because the Bible says that the fields are ripe with harvest. What does that mean? There is no limit of people who want Jesus. The Bible says that the issue is the laborers. 
It says, pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers, that he would send mature leaders that can be a good steward of the people that God's given us. I truly believe the limit of how many people Destiny Church can impact is based on how many people that can say, hey, count me in. I want to be a part of loving on people, helping people find freedom, discover their purpose, and to make a difference. And that college is going to be that place where we're able to develop those leaders. However, there's so many students that want to be a part of the college, but are not able to make the financial commitment. So we're working on building a scholarship fund so that finances are never an issue for people not to be able to grow and become leaders in that area. Like I said, we had over 64 churches that we planted across the nation through ARC, but there's so many that hit the pause button because of this pandemic. So we're getting ready to launch so many churches coming up in this January, February, and March season. Pastor, what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say the kingdom of God is moving forward. Here's one thing that God's just laid on my heart, that we don't serve a God that has hit pause. And his house should not hit pause too. We are moving forward in all that God has for me. Here's the phrase that God gave me for our vision, Baltimore, that we can't stay here. Don't get freaked out. We're not moving. We're going to stay in Columbia. We're going to expand. We're not going to move from anywhere. But I just feel this is not a season to play it timidly, to sit back on our heels, but to lean in by faith because God has great things in store for us as a church. He doesn't just have great things in store for us as a church. He has great things in store for you individually. But the question is, do you know what he's doing? Do you know what he's doing in your life? Do you have vision for what God has planned for you? Me and my wife, we were out to dinner on Friday, and, and we just have random conversations. And, and for some reason, we were talking on Friday about autobiographies just about people's stories that we've read and have been written, all this other kind of stuff. And, and I just started thinking about some of the great autobiographies of like MLK or Abraham Lincoln or whoever it may be. And here's the thought that came to my mind. Each and every one of us are literally right now living out our book. If your life was to be an autobiography, you are writing the chapters right now by the way that you're living. And the thought that crossed my mind is, would anybody want to read my book? Would it be a book worth picking up off the shelf? And would I want to go past chapter one? What would make me want to read that book? As we were kind of going through this conversation, here's the thought that crossed my mind. Going through drama and crisis doesn't make a good book. Here's what I've been through. Hey, not to be mean, but we've all been through something. It is called life. The greatest stories are not based on the people that life happened to them. The greatest stories are based on the people that they happened to life. You didn't just take it as it came. You didn't just deal with it, but you made a decision that, hey, I'm going to lean in. I'm not just going to deal with the cards that I've been dealt, but I'm going to live by faith, trusting that God has something great in store for me. And I'm telling you, you need a vision for your life. The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that has a vision, he that keepeth the law, happy is he. I'm telling you, any area of your life that you don't have clarity and vision is an area that you're going to be missing joy and fulfillment. 
But pastor, how do I get that vision? How do I figure out, especially in this time when God is just, I don't even know what's going on. Here's my thought. How do I get visions when it's dark? How do I get vision when it's uncertain and there's not much to see? As we open up with Mark 8, they brought this blind man to Jesus. It doesn't get any darker than that. Like, he could not see anything. And they said, Jesus, can you heal this man? And Jesus didn't just restore his vision. The first thing that Jesus did was he took him outside of the city. One of the things that God laid on my heart as we're looking for vision is you're going to have to be willing to step outside of your comfort zone into a place where you don't know much, but you know Christ. Just think about this blind man. Obviously, he was in the city because it was a familiar space for him. He had memorized the streets and the curbs and and where everything was. He was so familiar with that environment that he didn't need much help getting around. The problem is when you don't need much help, you don't need much help. And God is saying, if I'm going to show you something new, I got to take you into a place that you actually have to rely on me. I think that's a little bit about what 2020 has been all about. We've been fighting, scratching, and claiming, God, take us back to normal. And God says, you ain't going back to normal because normal puts you in a position where you didn't need me. And I need you in a place where you're looking. The Bible says, I look to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. They could come and play. We're going to land this plane. But it says, they brought the man outside of this city. Jesus spit. I don't got time to preach that on his eyes. And he prayed for him. And then Jesus asked him, what do you see? I just have a question. What's your vision for your life? What do you see? What do you see in your relationships? What do you see in your finances? Come on, Baltimore. What do you see in your career, in your future? What do you see? So after this man had prayed for him, Jesus said, what do you see? And the man said, I see men like trees. Notice when he said this, Jesus didn't correct them. Jesus said, oh, no, I messed up. Jesus almost expected it. If I had time to preach to you, I would tell you how the Bible teaches that trees is a prophetic picture of human beings. What happened was this man's spiritual eyes were opened before his natural eyes. The Bible says in Psalm chapter 1 that those who love God's word, who live according to the word, they will be like trees planted by streams of living water that produce a harvest in and out of season. This man was seeing people's spiritual person above their natural person. And Destiny Church, here's what I believe that God is saying to us as a church. Here's what God is doing in this season. I think it's almost like this. I think God turned the lights off on the natural for a season to teach us how to see in the spirit. That there's what's going on in DC. There's the election. There's the economy. There's a pandemic. There's injustice. There's all of that in the natural. But there's something spiritual that is going on that God is doing that he's at work. And if I could just give a little bit of a rebuke to the church, I think we're more focused on the natural then we're focused on God, what are you up to? And I think what God is trying to teach us is how do I see his hand at work in every area of my life in spite of what's going on naturally? Let me give you an example and we'll end this plane. Let's take marriage for example. Let's say you're going through a season where your marriage is just, it's just rough, you're not clicking, you're not on the same page, you're arguing a lot. You could see that naturally or you could see that spiritually. 
naturally is, what's wrong with my spouse? Why can't they get it together? Come on, can I get an amen? Or don't, maybe don't, don't, don't. Just, it's probably not a good place to say amen. Just say, Pastor, I don't know, we, we were happy. Are you okay? You like you're in danger. <laughs> so naturally, it's what's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? But if I'm going to see it spiritually, I'm saying, not forget you in a mean way, but I think about you right now. God, what are you trying to show me? God, they're in your hands. You have that under control. But God, you're trying to show me something. God, what are you up to? What are you trying? We're trying to see, God, where are you in this? You lose your job. You get upset. I've been here for 10 years. I've done this. You're seeing it in the natural. And I think God is trying to show us, hold on, no, 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 no. There's something that I'm at work at. Yeah, this is unfortunate, but if you could just see the door that I've opened up for you, if you could see how I'm building your faith muscle, how I'm getting you ready for, I believe in this season, God is saying, I want to open your spiritual eyes so that you can see what I am up to in every single area of your life. Destiny Church, I've seen you in the future. I've spent time praying, I've spent time fasting, I've been spent time seeking God, and I'm telling you, I've seen you in the future. And hear me, it is greater than you could ever imagine. Your best days are ahead of you. Hey, can we pray? Father God, we're grateful. God, we're thankful. God, that you haven't just left us here to Make it up as we go along. But you said in your word that before we were born, before we were formed in our mother's womb, God, you knew us and you had a great plan, a purpose, a destiny for us. God, all of our sins, all our mistakes, those haven't aborted your purpose. Those were just detours. And God, as you're healing us from our yesterday, God, I pray that you'd give us a vision for our tomorrow. Hey, church, as we do every week, can you pray this prayer with me? Say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? And just give God a moment to make this time, to make this message personal to you. For so many of us, it's, hey, I'm working really hard, but I'm not sure if I'm really making a difference. Or maybe you resonate and said, Pastor, I think there's a lot of me that I haven't even really discovered or tapped into. Maybe for all of us, there's some fresh freedom that we need in our lives. But I'm telling you, it all starts with knowing God. So I have a question for you today. Do you know him? I'm not talking about do you know church? Do you know your Bible? Do you know religion? But do you know God? And does he know you? Can you say that he is a friend of mine? Because if you can, great but if not, you can have that opportunity right now. God set up this entire moment just for an opportunity to step into your life. And all it's waiting for is an invitation from you. You say, Pastor, I can't say that I know God the way that you're talking about, but I want to know him. I want him in my life. If that's you, wherever you may be, can you pray this prayer with me? Say, Father God, thank you for not just loving me, not just dying for me, but wanting to know me and me to know you personally. Today, I invite you 
into my life. Today, I surrender. Be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross so that all of my sins and my mistakes can be erased. Be my Lord, be my Savior, and use me for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Come on, church. Can you celebrate for every single... Thanks again for tuning into this week's message. If you want to learn more about our church, check us out at www.yourdestiny.church. Meet our leadership team, find a way to connect with our church, and partner with us through giving. You can also connect with us on social media by visiting our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. Tune in next week for another message from our pastor, Stephen Chandler.